Mamba, yeah. Mamba mentality, hey. Mamba, yeah. Mamba mentality, mama mentality, mama mentality, mama they mad at me. Night after night, I will plan out a strategy to end up greater than anyone after me. Put up the numbers, I did it so casually. How is you winning? My nigga, quit asking me. I just keep moving, ain't nobody catching me. I'ma give everything till nothing's left of me. Mama mentality, mama mentality, mama mentality, mama they mad at me. Night after night, I will plan out a strategy to end up greater than anyone after me. Put up the numbers, I did it so casually. How is you winning? My nigga, quit asking me. I just keep moving, ain't nobody catching me. I'ma give everything till nothing's left of me. Mama mentality, mama mentality, I still remember when. Everyone stepped on me, I still remember when I ain't have cash on me Now that I'm saving, I got a few racks on me There was this one chick, I think her name Ashley Told her my dreams and she only would laugh at me Now that she sees that I'm winning so rapidly She hit me up like she tryna have sex with me All of these niggas, they never would check on me Now they want checks from me, gotta keep on messing me Know that I'm eating, they all want the recipe Taking a risk, I ain't talking accessories Look at my rack and my whole team right next to me One on one, ain't no one checking me, look who won What you expect from me when I'm done? My next guest is an up-and-coming artist and producer out of Ypsilanti, Michigan. His debut single, Mamba Mentality, made it onto the NBA 2K21 soundtrack. It's my pleasure to introduce Javon Alexander. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest. <laughs> the one and only Javon Alexander. Thank you. Thank you for having me, for real. Of course. The um, first thing I found when I was doing research on you is, was your uh, your old podcast, and it had me dying. When you when you had the, um, Aven- the Avengers review. Oh, man. <laughs> that must have been a long time ago. 2019. That was... Amazing. I was listening to it for the past couple of days. I was like, man, why even go see the Avengers movie when I could just listen to the, <laughs> the review from you? You know what's crazy? You Actually, you know what's crazy? What? I did a... Th- this was going to be interesting when I say this. <laughs> I did something on my YouTube a while ago. That's why I thought you were saying that. Mm. But there is a podcast person, Javon Alexander, that's not me. That's not you? There, that's why I was like, for a second, I was like, I'm, I'm not even trying to play it off. I do, I did do re- reviews for movies, but that was a long time ago on my YouTube. But I'm guessing now that you said Giovanna was in the podcast, that guy is not me because I Google myself to see where I'm ranking, wow. and that podcast guy is not me. Really, he sounds just like you almost. That's why. Really, yeah, I don't have a podcast. That would be dope. Yeah, I don't. That's so why. Yeah, that is wild though. <laughs> that that I actually did review some movies, but. That was lo- that's why I said a long time ago. Wow. When when did you have a podcast then, or like a review? Show? No, not even not even a podcast. I used to do it on my YouTube's, but I turned all those off because I'm going to. I didn't want my YouTube channel to show like I, when I was starting my channel. I did random stuff, so I did music reviews, movie reviews. So when you said that, I was like, man, Avenger, that was a long time ago. If wow. I did that movie, but that podcast, now that you said that, there is a guy named Javon Alexander that has a podcast that that is not me that's wild i don't know a single javon besides you so i didn't even know that was a common wow that's yeah that's why i wanted to see where i rank because <laughs> i just literally now checked my google stats now if you type in now i should come up as the artist like i should be the only one uh more so at the top but that podcast is a legit person but it's not me that's wild you're probably the only you're from michigan right area yep. So you're probably the only Javon Alexander in Michigan, at least, hopefully. Probably. Right? <laughs> that might. Hopefully that's how it works. I actually just moved, Ooh. Um, but that's where I'm from. Okay, where'd you move to? Orlando, Florida. 
for the music scene for work i mean it was really just the music and just new opportunities just a place i've always wanted to come to florida so i kind of just um said i'm just gonna do that and that's what i did wow what's it like during uh this whole pandemic in florida it's way (laughs) i mean clearly it's different (laughs) out here um but you know the, the weather is a huge change from uh, Michigan because Michigan has all four seasons mm. Florida you kind of it's hot for most of the, you know for most seasons but um you know people are out they're out here wow <laughs> how long have you been in Florida now then probably since February January February oh shit that's a nice time to move there I'm guessing right that's a yeah yeah I'm still getting acquainted but um you know it's definitely got a lot hotter since uh February but it was warm when I got here compared to Michigan I really. bet do you know artists out in Florida yet, or? I don't know. Like I know some of the Florida scene, mm-hmm. but I don't. It's still like a lot of uh, the big names that y'all would probably know: Kodak Black, uh, Hot Boy. Um, there's a few acts, but it's not as big as the names that I can think of um, in Atlanta or you know the right. emerging talent from Detroit as of right now. But um, it's still open. That's a good thing for Florida. So in in Seattle, at least, it's Washington. So we say, if you're out, if you're if you're traveling around, you're say you're, you're say you're from Seattle, even if you're not directly mm-hmm. in the city. So we say like the Seattle music scene. We don't say like the other little towns and cities that have music. We say Seattle gotcha. music scene. So in Michigan, is that what they kind of say about Detroit? Is it the Detroit music scene? Or I there mean, other you parts know, of... you know, Eminem's not from Detroit, right? But he was right outside of the, you know, and you just get attached. But he would always, you know, battle rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get attached when you do stuff in that area for sure. So Detroit, I'm from Ypsilanti in That's Ann wild. Arbor. So where University of Michigan is. Okay. And then outside of that, it's a small town called Ypsilanti. But uh, where I was recording and like where a lot of the show cases and stuff is going on musically is Detroit. So you might get sweeped in within that crowd. But um, I'm proud to be from, you know, Ypsilanti. There Michigan. we go. That, that sounds like a mouthful to say. Yeah, it is. Most people <laughs> on paper couldn't spell it correctly. So wow, are you the uh, type of artist who wants to like shout that out in your music or make sure people know there's music going you know, out there? I, I definitely like in my future videos. I definitely want to come back home to Ipsy. Mm-hmm. But um, whenever on my Instagram page, I went back and looked at my two open mics that I had out here in Orlando. In both intros, I definitely started off with "I'm from a small town, Ypsilanti, Michigan." And then I have to say near Detroit because uh, you're right. People won't know. Once I say Detroit, people are like, oh, what up? No, they get hype, but they don't know Ipsy. So I have to like correlate it, but I'm proud to be from Ipsy. And I still correlate with, you know, Detroit in a sense because like I go there all the time. I was going there, like my studio where I was recording, mm-hmm. um, people I was working with, they're from there. My dad and my whole side of my dad's family is from Detroit. So wow. there's still Detroit there. It's just because I was born and raised in Ipsy, of course, you still want to represent where you're from. What's so. the, what's the, like, the fashion culture out there? Because I'm pretty sure that's where um, StockX is from, and that's where, you know, all the shoes. and. Yes, it is. I just found that out when I was walking downtown. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize that the building was there for that. I did not know that that correlated, so I just kind of recently found that out. But uh, fashion is emerging mm-hmm. in Detroit. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of Detroit talent. Um, that when I go through pages and I see different people that I know from Detroit promoting some of these up and coming are solidified, uh, you know, fashion designers. So Detroit definitely does have a fashion scene, mm-hmm. um, on the emerging aspect, but, um, 
yeah, they're 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 coming together strong down there. There we go. And your your first project release was like 2019. I think I was listening to an yeah. interview where you're still are, you're still like a newer artist in general. Is that correct? I am. I am. Yeah. So 2019, Chasing Failures. That was my first EP. And did you did you produce that yourself? Because I understand you do a little producing or. Yeah, I produce all my music. Oh shit! I'm so a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a producer first. The only reason I became into the artist field was because people wasn't buying my beats. Oh you know I mean? wow, that's where it starts, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta start somewhere. So I enjoy the production aspect a lot more, um, but the artist side is more satisfying when it does come together. Wow. So now that you're starting to get a name for yourself, are people only kind of recognizing you for your like artist capabilities then, or? Yeah, because I think to really solidify like as a producer on the outskirts, because I always believe that I'm a producer and an artist before anybody. Like you always are who you are before you get that stamp regardless. Mm -hmm. But I think to solidify on the out, you know, outside realm to be a producer, you have to produce other people's music as well. So that's like a goal of mine oh. is to produce other albums for other artists. There we go. So when I, I um started my podcast in like 2019 so I wasn't really able to tap into the music scene that much like show wise at least so, mm -hmm. because I had just started the podcast were you kind of in the same boat like when you first started your music were you able to go to any shows or so ironically because of the pandemic um <laughs> outside of my listening party mm-hmm where I was able to perform some of my songs with a small group of people that came, but it was more than I thought would come because it was like around the pandemic still. Right. So we had the whole face mask procedures and everything, but people, a lot of people didn't come out that wanted to because of it, which it was more than a turnout than I ever thought would be for my first time revealing my album. Wow. But even for my EP up to now, my first performance was two months ago in Orlando. Wow. Was my open, that was my first open mic. So I never performed. So this was all, this is still new to me. Every time I still get nervous uh, about to hit the stage. It's, it's, yeah. That's so exciting though, honestly. Yeah, this is like the beginning of the beginning. So it's a cool, you know, experience when you actually, you know, embrace what it feels like to be at the beginning stages. Right. And you have to, you know, mention other names. Like when you think of anyone else, Yay, Drake, Jay, I'm, I'm sure they all had to start somewhere. That first performance still, no matter if they had a lot of supporters by the time the music blew up to when they perform, it still feels like, man, this is my first time getting on stage. This is different, so. Yeah, yeah. man, and you're, you're doing a good job. I, I found you and I'm all the way in Seattle, so. Man, that's crazy, <laughs> man. Like, that's why, I, that, so for example, like in the podcast realm of how you would look at like, let's say the Joe Button podcast. Mm -hmm. um, me in my mind as an artist, like, man, I like to get on, you know, Charlemagne's podcast or Joe Buttons. But in this time right now, what I talk about, like embracing that moment, in a way, this is that for me. Yes. Because like you said, it's still, everyone has to start somewhere. And I rather it be this than to just jump straight to, you know, I won't appreciate it as much. I'll get the track log this, like, man, this was like, I had only... A, I only had a few, like only two maybe before this, a podcast. Right. One, I, I haven't seen it. It hasn't came dropped yet, but one has. So this might be my third. If I'm mistaken, I may be one off, but wow. it may be my third. So, but still every single one feels like, man, I get to be on a podcast. That's how it feels to me. Hell yeah. I, you may be used to this now, but <laughs> that's how it feels for me. So it's big. That's very exciting. I kind of see that with like a lot of these artists who seem like they come out of nowhere, like a, 
a little baby even like when he's kind of on the breakfast club he seems kind of quiet and i feel like if i was an artist in his boots i'd be like just smiling the entire time just having a great time but he almost seems like super super quiet yeah, and it's like shy. that and, and some of them had that success so when they get there that may be their first time being interviewed because their success just jumped so fast wow um so they still maybe feel uncomfortable or it doesn't matter what level it is a podcast still an interview it still feels like you know, a moment of like, wow, this is real. So that's how it feels right now. So that's why I said, I'm, I appreciate this and I'm forever grateful. Um, so this is big for me. So, yeah. Yes, of course. So because you're a newer artist, did you have any friends that made music at all first? Like when it comes to like your community of artists, is right. it existing or how how is it coming along for you so far? That's the thing, man. Like, yeah, I got I got a few peers that, you know, they do music, but when it comes to music as an artist you feel so attached to you know your music it's your art you know what i'm saying and i think a lot of times and i'm not talking about my friends particularly with what i'm about to say but like working with others is i don't know it's different like everyone wants to like be their own and you know stick to what they have until it works for them but you know it seems to be very competitive when you look at those around you where it's like they're doing what they're doing mm. and you're doing what you're doing, but you're not hating. It's just, it's them and you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's how it is. Um, but yeah, I got friends, they doing music, they doing their thing, man. They, and um, they know I'm proud. We, we support each other for sure. And I was able to actually on the album, get some features from oh, them, yeah, my, yeah, close yeah. to my friends. So those people all Ipsy and Detroit. Wow. So those, and there's only a few. It's only Lando, Mina, and Mikel. Those people I call, I mean, Lando and Mikel, those are two real good uh, friends of mine. Mina, she's doing her thing musically, and I, I went to school with her, and uh, when I reached out, she was all for it. Um, but uh, she's doing her thing, too. They're all doing their own mm. solo thing. But, yeah, that, that worked out for me on my album. From kind of being like an outsider me and you to the Detroit music scene to a certain extent. When you think of the Detroit music scene, is it something scary to jump into when you have these huge artists like an Eminem or a Dejalo for a you know it's crazy Big Sean or you know you name those three people and I don't want to you know I know there's a podcast but it's all about being you know truthful. Yes, those three people don't get the Detroit type scene as of now support you would think because they're mm. not quote unquote Detroit sound Detroit now has a sound Ooh. and right now the sound of the Detroit sound would be Sada Baby okay Grizzly um, Peasy uh, there's producer Helleva there's a whole thing now with Detroit type beats there's a whole lane right now and I'm not saying those three haven't tapped in but Eminem, Big Sean and Dej Loaf they've all kind of separated from that sound so yeah they're Detroit but they're not what I would think when I say Detroit wow. because that's not that's not the sound right now. Wow. Do you think it's because they're older or do you think they just really No, it's just separated? they didn't want they did I don't know. Their art just stood out to me and mm. and to be honest, that's why in a way they're at where they're at. You know, Big Sean to me personally, I would put Big Sean as the fourth uh Mount Rushmore of hip hop when they talk of rap when they say Drake, Cole, Kendrick, I always think that fourth person is Big Sean. He doesn't get the credit. Yeah, um, I think he deserves, but he's not someone I would say is he 
does well for Detroit, represents them good. But as of the sound right now, you're not going to think of Big Sean when you think of Detroit. Mm. You know what's interesting? People outside will, like right. people that don't know the scene, will say, oh, Big Sean, he's from Detroit. So, yeah, but that's not the sound right now. You're going to think of those artists I just named. Of course. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. It's it's crazy with the, um, that was a couple months ago now when he released Detroit 2. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that counts as like a mixtape because the D- Detroit yeah. 1 was a mixtape. But it's, it's cool to see how... Um, a lot of these like academy like award shows are i don't think they really i don't think people like the grammys really understand the difference between like a mixtape and an album but that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to, to me to see like he was up for a grammy or two for the detroit 2 mixtape and then chance oh, was. for the i think it was like rap song of the year was the nipsey oh, okay. hustle song with him oh okay and then chance won one when he released the coloring book yeah drake yep. was up for one Tyler's probably going to be up for something, I bet. Yeah, he is for sure. It, it, do you do you think mixtapes are important, or do you think it's fine to say your mixtapes an album? Like, to be honest with you, I this is crazy. I almost want to call my call balance project our mixtape, and mm. and I'm about to be completely honest here, and maybe other artists feel this way too. It's the fear of it not being what you think an album is worth. Mm. So it's easy for me to just say, oh, that's that's my mixtape. Wait till I get my first studio album. But realistically, I went all in and just accepted that this is my first album. But in my dream, you would think that my first album would be Grammy. Now, like that's like the artist thing. Like I dropped all these mixtapes. Now the album's about to drop and this is the real. But that's why artists now, there's this whole joke where Yo, people, some artists, I'm not gonna say their name, but like there's these memes of like saying like, you just dropped your fourth first album. Like every <laughs> album said it was your first studio album. That's interesting. So everyone wants that perfect story, but nah, this is my first album. I recorded at studio, shot to Benji, 3525 Studios. I mean, I got it mixed properly. So um, I'm going with this is my album, but in a perfect world, you would think that you want your first album to be your first Grammy nominated type thing. But um, no, I like I like the, the work that I put into this. So and you got some major attention, you know, Mamba mentality. Oof. Man, once again, that that was a uh, man. That 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 was definitely a a moment for me. That was a dream come true. So um, I'm doing pretty good for my first. Where where were you when you heard of Kobe's death? I remember where I was exactly. That was Man, a wild experience. I was, for my, me. I was in my mom's basement working on music. Wow. I was working on a beat. I was working on a beat. Got a call. Stopped everything I was doing. Uh, I, I know. I, I'm sure I cried because it was just a moment of just like, dang, this is crazy. Um, called a few people, talked, and the beat that I was working on, that was Mama Mentality's beat. Wow. Yeah. That became the beat for that. That's very special. So, yeah, man, I was in my mom's basement. And where where does it come to, like, to, where, how did you find success in that song? You know, like, a lot of people can have these amazing songs that are shout-out to, like, NBA players, NFL players, or whatever, but they still don't get, like, the attention they deserve for that song. So did you find a certain way to go about marketing it, or did you just release it? And So, yeah, so I had did it. This is crazy, man. I had did the song 
um, wrote it, knew that I wanted to just record it and just put it out. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get it out the way because I didn't want to drop it and overthink it because everything was in motion at that time. I just wanted to record it, went to the studio the next day, and I just wanted to drop it. Mm -hmm. And I went through a new platform, distribution platform called United Masters, owned by Steve Stout. And um, it just so happened that they had for 2K20 at the time, you could upload a song. And if they choose it, they would do these weekly uploads where they would just weekly put new artists that upload. If they decide to go with it or not, it'd be there for a week. Wow. But naturally, I knew I just wanted to put it out right away. And United Masters has a quick turnaround rate. So I just wanted to like put it out. And it just so happened to drop eight days later because it took that while for it to get approved to just drop for some reason. Wow. Um, so I just submitted it to United Masters and then I just clicked, go ahead and submit for the 2K opportunity, but I didn't hear from them. So it didn't make 2K20. It wasn't until they sent me a email way months later um, saying that they want to use it for 2K21 and that it would be forever on next gen for that version in my city. So that's, that's when I, I got an email randomly about that for some, I didn't even submit for that. It was the next game. So that was a crazy moment for me. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. And what was the reception like from other Detroit artists or just music? That's in the general? thing. It, it wasn't like it. I was getting more stuff through people overseas. Mm. Like a lot of my comments and getting DMs from people like from Australia, they're just coming from all over the place saying how much they love mama mentality. So it wasn't even something strictly in my city. Like I got the support from people that knew me, but you know, I'm not big, you know, mm. not a lot, not enough people really know me in that area, but I was just happy to be on the game. That literally uh, is a dream come true for me. And I remember saying that verbatim that I would be on a game and it just so happened to be my favorite game. I played been playing 2K since middle school or something. I've been playing 2K forever. So um, to be on a game, my favorite game on the year Kobe's death cover game, like, yeah, that's a that's that's a dream come true. So I'm more than grateful. That's wild. It's so interesting to see, like, I've just realized, like, in Seattle, you, like, mm -hmm. think there's, like, these gatekeepers that you have to impress. And then you yeah. realize after a while there's not really gatekeepers. I feel like there's gatekeepers, like, in L.A., but, like, these major, like, these... When you're part of a music scene, no matter where you are, whether it's big or small, you really think you need someone to see it for you to be famous. But it's, that doesn't really matter. You just have to be on your own path. Yeah, man. And I think now, and I hate to say this because it sounds so cliche, but I had seen somebody tweet about this yesterday. Because my whole thing was like, oh, I got to move to Atlanta, which I did live in Atlanta for two years. Oh, wow. Um, I went to school there. So roughly two years. Um, I was going to the Art Institute and then I went to SAE Institute when I was out there. That's who I met, where I met Mac, who engineered uh, Chasing Failure. Okay, I wow. recorded from my mom's basement, and I would send him the files. He engineered it. But my whole goal from there was to do that, but think that I'm in the Atlanta scene. I'm going to blow up. But somebody had just tweeted and talked about how because of social media, that doesn't matter anymore. And it sounds so cliche because people don't realize social media really is a game changer, but it really is. It's just... You just have to figure out by just doing the work, putting out good content, mm -hmm. create different marketing, you know, ideas and just showing up, just showing, just meeting people. And Gary Vee talks about our time. It really just comes down to, he did this thing recently, talked about people and patience. And his whole thing was, if you believe in what you got, 
you pretty much just haven't shaken enough hands yet. It's not about being gatekeeper. It's just so many people do so many different things that the more people you meet, the better chances it is that that person can help you get to the next person to help you get to where you're trying to go. That's yes. really what it is. But social media is an unlimited way to actually come across that. You, Someone might randomly be on the right day. And it's not that you're looking for a gatekeeper. It's just the fact that people can really put you in a position to succeed. And, you know, it's not about where you're at no more. You can do it from anywhere. Wow. So when you released the, the music video, was that after it was already accepted or did you think you were going to? Nah. So I knew when I got the email, I hit my videographer up. Didn't even want to have to feel like I had to sway. I'm like, hey, we got to shoot a video to this. But just so you know, why we should really <laughs> shoot a video to this is I just got this crazy email. So um, Steven, he's the guy that, uh, you know, shot the video with him and uh, the team out in North Carolina, often in company. Shout out to them. Um, I just planned a date, went out there. And because of Mama Mentality, people did love it because it became like a um, gym theme song for a lot of people workouts. Yeah. Personally, like I know a lot of people that threw that in their workout players they would tag and i'm like wow that's really good they're doing it so i built a lot of hype up with the video by showing that i was shooting a video for which was not the idea until i got that email wow. and actually people don't know this an album was not the idea until i got that email because i wanted to work that push with being part of a project instead of me just doing singles which i was going to go that route so that kind of sparked me doing an actual album i didn't record all the songs till after that wow yeah that's awesome do you have people who are able to tell you like what works best or right now are you still going through like a trial and error phase i know for a fact i'm forever grateful for the album um balance and um it's just it just means so much to me um but like my business partner um we always talk if i spent a year on working on an album i'm gonna spend a year promoting and marketing it getting videos and and, and just pushing it doing songs and shows, showcases, whatever I can. So I'm going to be pushing it till the end of this year because I dropped in December. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to be pushing it and even furthermore, but I do know the Russ route, the artist Russ, he always talks about just the power of dropping singles, just doing a single route. So you can guarantee that video, you can guarantee that push and you're concentrating on one piece at a time. I think that is what I'm going to be doing after this, but I don't know yet. We'll see what happens. There we go. And you're about to release a new video. I just video saw your drops, video video drops today at seven. Ooh. So yeah, today at seven PM video for one in a million, which is the last record on my album, which is also the title of my label that I signed myself to, One in a Million Records. Um, that will be dropping uh, at seven PM today. Hell yeah. So tell 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 people about this record label you signed yourself to. That's dope. Yeah, man. Um, I always want to be a record label owner. Um, you hear when you talk about gatekeeper, that's a big word that we want to stay away from as a record label. Um, a lot of people look at labels as gatekeepers because of these deals. You you hear all these stories. If you're in the music industry, you know all about publishing stories of people just being sued, wanting getting out of the label. So I didn't want to go that route, and a lot of that was influenced by Nipsey Hussle, just being your own boss. Um, so, you know, I knew for a fact I wanted to. So when I got with my business partner, Chris, who I've known for a long time, you know, he picked my brain within, uh, he helped me get that together so that I, um, can do it right. Make sure I have my, um, proper paperwork and everything to be official. So one in a million records is 
official and I'm the first signed artist producer owner of my record label. So hell yeah. <laughs> That's dope as hell. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. So now that you're a record label owner, what are you going to look for when it comes to other artists to eventually sign? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, it just comes down to, you know, do you believe that you're one in a million? You shouldn't, like, everyone wants to question, you know, what's going to happen if you do it, but just do it. You know, it's all about just putting the work in. So I think my my thing is something, even that my dad, you know, always taught me is, um, you know, hard work beats talent when talent, you know, fails to work hard. So yeah, um, it's really about putting the work. If you look, I'm not trying to be the best judge. I don't want to say this to come off cocky or anything, but I don't think in the music industry, the most talented people are at the top. I don't believe that. I just believe that if it wasn't them being in the right place at the right time, because I don't want to knock people that kind of just got on real quick, but it really was just that they kept pushing. Hmm. that's been a lot of success stories for a lot of people i only believe this is my only thing and this is not taken away from this either but i do believe when they talk about the one percenters of like in sports i do believe the one percent of talent is actually in the nba hmm. but that can be contradicting on what i just said it's just it's hard for me to believe that there are players out there better than lebron james and michael jordan that are that's never been heard of right i don't it's just hard to believe it. but in music i don't know there's a lot of people that would rather play a certain song or vibe out to something totally different that is no industry name they find them on soundcloud there's a lot of talent that isn't quote-unquote big mm. or has names so anything in the arts realm yes everything's perspective but you know i believe that if they're in the industry a lot of those stories of those people that did make it a lot of them worked hard like eminem worked very hard but eminem also is one percent so he, <laughs> he's up there with the talent but but i'm just saying it does come down to just believing in yourself i i don't mind that 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 long marathon growth that you hear from like nipsey uh i think rick ross said in an interview that it was it took him 10 years of working on music before he got a penny so mm. when you see stuff like that I don't care about the overnight success and it won't, it won't be overnight. It just feels like that. Cause nowadays I've learned three to five years of solid push. That's overnight success. Yeah. So that is, but nobody wants to talk about that. So for me to drop my first, my EP, you know, that was my beginner stepping stone, which I love to death chasing failure. Cool. Did my first music video from that EP like you. Then I figured, I'm going to drop an album and my first time dropping an album, my song, my lead singles on it, my favorite video game. I can't ask for a better start. There's no way I'd stop now. Hell yeah. That's very true. And that's, that's actually really dope that you're going to open mics. That's I know here, in which Seattle, is another thing huge. that nobody wants to talk about, but it is what it is. Like I, I just moved to a whole new state. I'm not going to just headline my own show and get a venue and believe that people are just going to come see this guy. Like, no. Nah. So I'm doing open mics in this whole nother state, whole nother city where people are doing the same thing and you meet network people and uh you just keep doing it then you just keep creating that name and you gotta start and it feels like oh it is late because i'm 27 you look at a lot of the people that blew up the the uzis or the other ones with the lil and you realize how old they were when they got on yeah they were so young and you think it's too late that's not true music that's not true we still listen to jay 
So if Jay dropped now with no name, his music's still good. There's still a fan base for that. So my thing is I stopped looking at the age and stopped calculating the time and just like, no, like I got to keep pushing. I just got to keep putting the work in and just, just don't give up. That's it. There we go. So tell people how you found this open mic. I think a lot of people don't even know where to start or even how to find open mics, whether it's in Florida or wherever city they're from. Yeah. So honestly, for this one, this event was put in on Fusion mm. and they kind of put on these type of events, planning things like of this nature. And I found it by hashtagging uh, Orlando open mic on Instagram. Wow. The hashtag tool is legit when you hashtag showcase artist showcase or whatever city you're in that's where i found a flyer then i dm'd and realized you just sign up and you just pay whatever the fee would be to just go to it so any artist can do it you just sign up on your way when you get inside the event and then they had an event right got my ticket signed my name on it and everyone went and then you just network people liked it hey i love that bro what's what's your instagram oh man we wow. man we gotta work on something that's just what it is so i just I only did two so far, so I still do the, my search tactic that way through the Orlando area. And now that I followed enough resources of who they tagged, when they posted and who shared it, those other places do events. So I'm following the local bars. I'm following the local venues who put on these flyers randomly, like we're doing an artist showcase, bring your best music, come, and I just go. That's what it is. Dude, that's dope as hell. Yeah. So what are some artists that you want to work with and artists you want to produce for? Man, I mean, of course I have my dream artists, like the big names, but really if I could give an ideal artist, you know, I would really like to um, write and produce a, um, you know, a ladies album um, for, you know, a lady artist, a woman singer. Um, That's like a a thing that I would like to do just to uh, collaborate in that lane and like even work on my own craft by doing that um but um i mean the artists that i got on my album lando you know mikhail those are my boys amina but i feel like they to me they you know they, they're big artists so you know to me you know what i'm saying so i'm i'm already honored to even have uh them you know obviously long like in my head of like dream of course i like to work you know with kanye uh drake you know, uh, yeah, there's not, there, there's not a lot of people I can name that I wouldn't want to work with, like, because I'm a producer first. So me testing whatever artist lane that they're in, I would like to, I don't care if it's Normani, Cardi B. I mean, we can name any Rhapsody. You can name anyone that you've listened to. I would want to work with the weekend party next door. I would just want to, cause I'm a producer. So I just want to test my own with their sound and see what, what happens. But Obviously, I'm cool with the come up phase and, and those around me that I'm able to work with. I'm more than grateful to even have that. Um, I'm still waiting on me to be my a feature on someone. That has not happened yet. Ooh. So that's going to be a moment yet. That's going to be a moment when it happens. I'm going to help you out with that. Are you, are you, do you like, are you open minded to working with artists from different cities or like when you, oh, think yeah. Of with no, artists? even when I did the, even when I did the, um, when Mama Mentality dropped, there was a lot of reaching out to me of like other city artists that are coming up. Oh. It's just like I told you in my, the way that I, I'm programmed to work right now, I'm such in shows and marketing that I'm not even, my writing process is different. I'm not one of those artists that just kind of like come up and just rap real quick. Like my producer 
I'm way a lot more able and structured of like taking my time, but I can move quicker because I kind of already have an idea of how I'm doing. But my artists, people don't notice like some of those songs weren't written in a day. Hmm. They were spanned out of a month or two of just tackling at it a little bit at a time because I don't force my lyrics. So I'm not even in artist mode right now. Wow. I'm in like business CEO pushing the album, doing videos, doing podcasts. I need to find, I'm doing the same thing for hashtag. When you reached out to me, that even felt like a, a 2K uh, email. Hell but yeah. really it's me reaching out through artist podcasts. DM, hey, I like, I'm reaching, I'm trying to get all that squared away. So when people ask me, even still now, I'm not in artist mode right now. I'm not even thinking about getting on on the mic. As a matter of fact, I pulled this mic specifically out for this thing. This thing been tucked away for the longest. I have not even dabbled on it since December. Wow. So I'm not even really in recording mode. I just, I literally just set the mic up from me packing when I moved here. It was still in the box until you asked me to have it for the podcast. So wow. I'm not even in my melody, you know, writing mode right now. There we go. So from your producing side, when if a, an artist wants to work with you, how would you describe... Your producing sound is it boom bap is it kind of jazzy is it more melodic Man. so right now obviously within the times right now it's been more melodic because it's easy for me to get caught into what the sound is but like i said i'm a huge kanye i'm a huge kanye like studier so you know i try to experiment all types of stuff like i'll make some rave music if i want to just challenge myself which i did so yeah. i don't I don't really box myself into have like a specific sound, but if I had to say the most comfortable that I have most fun with, it's definitely sampling music, finding samples, digging in the vault for unheard names from 1960 and really just making it something. So that's, that's my favorite, but I, I pretty much try to dabble in every genre art want to. Hell yeah. So, so tell me you went to an art Institute. What were you going there for? I went to, I went to art Institute to do the whole thing we were talking about earlier about thinking like, let me go to this area that's known for rap and I'm going to make it because I'm, this is where it's happening and this is where I have to go. So I went to the art Institute just to get my way there. So I'm in college. So that was my ticket to get over there. Wow. But I was going for sound engineering. Cause I figured if I can get into a studio, which is a smart thing, I can network myself as the producer and artist because people don't know the engineers, if you want to use the word gatekeeper, I'll just say they really hold the keys to the connection of the producer and that artist that they are recording all the time. A lot of the engineers has gotten a lot of people placements because they are the plugs. So I was going to go there to become one, but I actually don't enjoy the engineering process. The amount (laughs) of these engineers have with these artists of like, do that again, do that again. Like it's so, people don't understand, like engineers have the most patience that I know in a lot of um, career choices because they have to really just put up with a lot of like, you know, just a lot of nitpicking and everything to be perfect. And they have to like really get the artists. If they're good, they're gonna help control the room of like, no, I'll try it like this. Like my engineer, Benji, he helped me correlate my breathing are different ways to say it. If I'm trying to fumble too many words, like those are great engineers. A yes man engineer is just trying to get you in and out and take the money. Like, yep, that was great. Good job. <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Like that's not, that's not the good engineers right. that you want. 
I mean, they'll do their job and make it sound good, but the ones will help guide you if they're, if they know their stuff about music, they should be able to help mold the record. Yeah, that makes sense. So tell me about your, uh, your love for Kanye. Have you checked out, are you excited for his new album coming out on Friday? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be tuned in. Um, I almost want us to go to the listening party in Atlanta, but it ain't, it's not, it's not that serious. I, I'm more of a person that just studies his his music, and I think he's. I mean, I know he is a musical genius, um, but I'm looking forward to it. I usually wait till after people post their tweets and stuff because mm. I don't like being. You know, you don't you don't want to just give into too much social media, and then you already presume it's like bad or something. I'm gonna let it die down, and then I'm gonna give it my listens and and try to see what I can uh, take from it. There we go. One of my uh, I was supposed to have another guest on today as well. And he had to cancel because he's going to the listening party. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> you better tell me how that went when we get when I get you on the podcast. Then yeah, that's nah, dope. Man. And nah, yeah, I, I'm 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 excited. And he's back in his mask phase. Remember when he released um man, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? Yes. He was always into those yeah. masks, and now he's back into that yeah, phase. Nah, so he knows something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. His production, like I said, it's not that he gets the credit he gets as an artist now, which was his whole goal when he started. But his production, he is a producer. You can't take that away. Kanye has produced some of the greatest songs, music of all time. And um, to have that side where you don't have to pick one, that's what I like about that. You you don't have to just do one thing. Yeah, it's easier to focus on one thing so you can really dive in the details of what you want to accomplish. But I always tell people, if you can do multiple things, like on this, in my upcoming producing, because I haven't stopped producing. Right. I have not had the mic out. I haven't stopped to produce it. There we go. The production that I've been working on lately is different than nothing, nothing, nothing from the album. Wow. Yeah. So I'm in a different mindset. But Kanye kind of got me in that when I started studying his album. It's like, dang, 808 Heartbreaks. But then you got records like Spaceship and all these other albums that you, your first three albums, like, it's so different. He's always mm. trying to think of that futuristic turn. And then Jesus is King, the production on that was crazy. He's always doing something different. That's what I, there's no rules. There mm. are no rules in music. A lot of people, this is what labels tell you. If it works, don't, don't, don't change anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I hope that's how you say it, but um, people, drop a thing get on TikTok, and they think that every song they drop after that as marketing has to be like that and i've seen that but i don't know if it's me as a listener that gets boring that's just me if you try to duplicate that hit and you want the same that's what artists come in to prove hey they hear that hit oh we want something like this why are you trying to do that mm -hmm. i get it marketing wise yeah but I hope you don't get caught up in this scale of I need everything to sound like the most recent hit. That is an actual thing that labels will want you to keep duplicating. If it don't sound like the hit, they don't want that because they want to make sales. Mm -hmm. That's the difference of being creative. You want to break the rules. Like maybe the whole drums on your song is you beatboxing. It ain't even drums. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, I have to start. That's my thing of me start thinking about so I can throw these Easter eggs like, Y'all hear that little sound right there? Yeah, that was me pulling tissue out of a like <laughs> I like I like coming up with stuff like that and let them be Easter eggs. I don't talk about them till it's done, till later in life. But that's what Kanye did. You'll find random stuff like that. Wow. With his production. So yeah. That's awesome you brought up that spaceship song. I feel like no one talks for that song. 
Listen, that, that was a dope song. Did not bring a spaceship was because, and I'll never forget this. First of all, we're talking about somebody in the prime. I just had this crazy conversation with someone, well, my business partner Chris. No crazy solidified album are artists, are club makers, are radio. Hmm. I, I, it, if you really think about it, the only exception in today's climate is Drake. And we all know why. <laughs> He's kind of merged that gap because his hooks are good. And obviously his music is good, but he can adapt with the club side and the radio side and still put out great albums. But when you think about his best album, in my opinion, right? Take care. Hmm. None of those songs in that beginning, Over My Dead Body, they're not playing that in the club. True. Like those aren't club songs compared to what people specifically focus on club music. When you, when I think of Eminem J, you're not playing majority of those discography in clubs or on radio. They're not radio smashes. J. Cole, they're not radio smashes. They're not uh, WAP. They're not. So, and that's no knock to them. It just made me look at perspective like, dang, like I don't want to be focused on make, I can still have longevity in the rap game and not be Nipsey Hussle and not be considered a radio hit. Like I'm not a rate. I'm not phrasing using term one hit wonder. I'm just saying I don't make songs that have to be accumulated to radio. I can just make good music. Another one that I don't talk about a lot that inspired a lot of my music and me and me correlate with them that was not radio hit, regardless of the radio of day and night. Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. Mm. That was such a different. He talked about it recently about how he was so nervous about putting that out. I just seen that in a recent real on on instagram about he was nervous and he was in an interview how he didn't think people would accept that because it's so different it's not and i love it it's because of that that i'm like wow this is crazy so when i think of songs like i wonder by kanye that's not come on i wonder in a spaceship that's not right Ain't nobody playing spaceship but he made a song about working a job yeah. that shows you that there's no excuses in me he made a song about working a job so what i was trying to get at was i wrapped those lyrics my whole two years working at uh, AT&T, I would rap Spaceship over and over again till my ship was over. It got me through work. Wow. Think about music that you said that got me through something. Those aren't radio hits. Right. Wow. Yeah. So Stan by Eminem. None of these songs, none of this stuff is radio hits. Tupac's uh, Dear Mama. They're not playing these at the club. And so that's mute to me. That needs to be on albums. You need that break. If your whole album is like someone said, it sounds like a playlist. That's usually a knock to the body of work saying that there's no ups and downs, but life is up and down. We need to be able to correlate that with the album, unless the purpose of it is to not be like that. That's why I say the great albums, the lasting ones that we can correlate, like some type of similarity. It's that there's this whole spread of, you may not like the song. Matter of fact, you may hate the song right now, but it's gonna hit you later because you're gonna want it for later. That's great music. I like I like I like albums that are like movies, you know, that they just flow and And exactly what you said, using that balance was scripted. The track list was scripted as a film because that's my that's my first passion is film. There we go. For music, I'm in acting and, and film. I wanna be the lane this is all exclusive. I don't know if I said this in none of my <laughs> other stuff, but the lane that I want to go down, if I had to go into a category of being compared to someone, would be Childish Gambino, you know, Donald Glover, 
Jamie Foxx, mm. and Will Smith. There we Those go. are the three people that I'm trying to be correlated in the music, the comedy side of things, and my in films, acting. So that's the lane I want to be in. Obviously, there's more upcoming people like Dave, Hell Little yeah. Dicky. Yeah. So there's, you know, I don't want to not, I'm just naming the three that came to mind as far as like at the highest elite, those guys are are up there. So I want to, that's like, that's where I want to correlate where I wrote balance as even the track was how it's told. Um, the first two songs, so you got On, that's the intro, and then you got The Hunt. Mm-hmm. After that introduction of The Hunt, of what it is, why we're getting into balance. So we have on, I can't wait till I'm on. We wanted to start it off like that. And then we got the hunt. And then after that, uh, songs two through eight, which was mama mentality. So three to eight, nothing to mama mentality. That's the meat of the album. Mm. That's the story of where it's me personally on the album scale of like, this was the body of work before we added these other elements in this film that I was trying to direct the intro, then the setup of everything. And then, there was another skit which was called Consequences, which after that is all the lady records. Yeah, so it became more melodic of... after that. Yeah, I, yes, I noticed that. Exactly. I noticed that. Exactly. And then after that is the three most personal songs on the album, which is In the Dark, I Gotta, and Mud. Family related, suicide in my darkest times, and me, I gotta, what I have to do. I, have, I gotta, I gotta prove myself. That's where that is. And then we end it with one in a million, which is the beginning of my life of it being the record label. So we end it with what the record label is going to be opening to whatever's next. So one in a million is the outro. So that's how I planned it for it to be when we were doing the um, writing out the track list. Wow. That's dope. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you think do you think skits are dying out or do you think there's certain artists that will always use skits? Man, see, another person you just had me thinking, um, Kendrick Lamar, like, you're not going to think of To Pimp a Butterfly and think of, uh, you know, club or radio. That, that's what I'm saying, but that's mm-hmm. good. But he's been able to get out. But his skits that he adds in his 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 albums, like, I think skits are just, I'm not saying it's lazy. It's just people aren't thinking of them. Even in our time, I'm 27. So skits was a big deal for back then. Most people aren't even thinking of skits now because that's not a thing no more. Hmm. But it's not like, but they could easily get creative and come up with a skit for the album. It's just, it takes more thought. You could, you rather just put out some songs and call it a night. But, um, you know, I think skits, uh, I prefer to have skits are some type of storyline of talking in some of my intros and outros. Yeah. On the first song has my grandmother at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling you, yeah, yeah. Clearly, that was motivated, inspired after the fact, thinking that, oh, wow, Drake did do that mm-hmm. with when his uh, I think it was I don't know if it was mom or his grandma that was talking. Um, I forgot which song on Take Care, but he mm. did that. I like stuff like that. That shows more personality. It fit. And it's ironic because it fits so good that the piano on the outro, she just so happened to talk about when she used to when I used to come over, she would teach me the piano. So. It was like it it worked so perfectly, but I definitely want to keep incorporating skits and art something of that nature into my my music so I can have those breakups and like film. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Kanye's late registration album had the best skits. Yeah, man, I'm telling like, you, man. I'm on a slave ship. Then yeah. like that shit was yeah. <laughs> that was a that's one of my fa- that's my favorite Kanye album. He had Nas is, on there. Which, which yeah, which could be 
literally up for debate because he has so many good ones, man. Yeah. I got, yeah, so I definitely, I, I would, you know, if not skits, interludes, bring those back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. But I think there's other ways to break up some of, like, just the playing of music, just to, you know, bring something else in. So, I, I you know, I want to continue to keep doing that. Very true. So for the fans and audience, what's what's some new things that's going on for you? I know you're releasing this this new music video today. Anything else that's around the corner that people should expect? Um, today I'm releasing another video, but I want people to really know that music videos, visuals are coming out um, more frequently. It will be, but um, I'm also trying to big up my YouTube channel because uh. I recently put together like some short, short, short skit film that I've been working on for the last few days. Um, just random. It has nothing to do with me as an artist, but I'm trying to tap into some of my um, directing and, and doing a lot of like uh, editing and, you know, recording of a film. So I want to let people know about my YouTube that I'll be posting different content outside of me as an artist, but it's all about content. So right now it's really just music videos um shows and merch yeah i got some i got some merch ideas coming out for balance that uh it's in the it's in the tuck but uh yeah i'm excited for that there we go what is some advice that you have for up-and-coming artists creators influencers man just be yourself um every day when you so focused you're so passionate about what you do um you're gonna have moments of like it either not working as fast as you want it to are you know you just have the moments like man i don't know about this and you question yourself that is such a natural thing when you want something to happen on your terms but the truth is is patience you just have to ride out those waves and keep putting in the work if you keep working let me let me just say this to them i've never heard a success i've never heard anyone ever say i tried my best and it did not work <laughs> you never hear those stories because it isn't real right you've only heard the stories of I did it because I wanted to do it and I just kept going even when things got rough and you know things happened you still keep going and then they tell you that's how they made it. You've never heard someone say I, I gave it my all and it didn't work so I gave up. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Very true. What is the easiest way for people to reach you? Man, social media. Um, most I think almost all of them is uh, Javon J-E-V-O-N-A-L-X N-D-R, Javon Alexander on all socials. And then obviously you can type in fully Javon Alexander on YouTube and Facebook and find me there. So yeah, that's the best way. And that podcast is not his. <laughs> and it's not mine. That podcast, Javon Alexander, shout out to him. That's not mine. <laughs> there we go. This is the NAS podcast with Javon Alexander. <laughs>